What up, everybody? We are back. I've got the Oasis podcast here, and it's me, Brennan, with Ben. <laughs> and then Jaina. Hi. <laughs> Sound like Mario up, a little bit. Thank you. And we are here with another topic yeah, on another yeah. episode to keep the train yeah, rolling yeah. for the whole Oasis podcast. We're rolling we, it. We've been doing it, what, a couple months now? Six? I don't know. Six, seven My months? My mind is gone. It's been that, yeah. No way. We started in the long. summer, right? Or did we start like in September? I don't know exactly we'll start when we started. It. Maybe like August? No, we did start in the summer because we said, let's have some roll out. Before. Yeah, this before episode twelve hundred <laughs> of the I think we're mid twenties. Sixty first most listened to Christian and religious podcast. <laughs> what on iTunes? We are no, I don't know. I made that up too. <laughs> we're definitely not That's cracking funny. top one hundred on anything. I don't know. No way. We got a lot of faithful Stop. people out there. We do love you guys. Shout out the millions of listeners. <laughs> Jay Beams. <laughs> Throwback to like Throwback podcast to first two. episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. So how how was your Thanksgiving? Ah, uh, yeah. It was really great. Had some friends over. Uh, we chilled a lot of the weekend. Friday felt like Saturday. Saturday felt like Sunday, and mm-hmm. that was weird. Yep. But it was good just to chill. Uh, Otis rolled over for the first time. Wow. So the what tank got himself over. Mm. Yeah, That's a lot of body weight to <laughs> he's, he's a big man. 100 percentile in weight last time we checked. So uh, he's crushing it. Mm. But yeah, rolled over. So that was fun. We put up Olaf, the inflatable in our front yard. Um, so I won that battle at home. There you go. So that was a win. <laughs> Kids right. loved it. Now you got and then we off. went and saw lights on Saturday night. One really cool house. I have to Just around B-Town? About. Yeah. Oh, okay. Brooklyn. Nice. It's really cool. One really sweet house that I'll tell you guys about later. But it was fun. Jaina, Thanksgiving? Nice. Mine was awful. It was so bad. Like I, So my family's in Indiana, so I'm like 11 hours away, so I couldn't go for Thanksgiving, which is sad. But um, I got invited to uh, just a friend's house, and... It was just so awkward. Like, just it was the food was atrocious. Whoa, it was wait. bad. Didn't didn't you go to Ben's? <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving. Yes, <laughs> I went to Ben's. How dare you? <laughs> no, it was great. The food was super good. Took home the leftovers. Ate it that night. It was good. Chef Boy R Ben. Good. I made yeah. one thing. Turkey. Right? My Thanksgiving was, was pretty good. good too. No one uh, cares, Brandon. All right. What's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You know what? On Thanksgiving, I said I was thankful for Ben. I recant that statement now. I take it back. I take it back. I'm no longer thankful for you in this moment. I apologize. No, I love you. You too. Oh, funny. Today, the the podcast topic. No, what was your th- what did you do Thanksgiving? What happened? Oh, oh no, wow. yeah, it was good. We do the same thing. My dad actually organizes a run for the banquet in Sioux Falls, so he's done that for like ten years now. They've raised like close to like a couple hundred thousand dollars each year. They do, and it's it's just super cool to to do something like that to start off your day and then we did thanksgiving i eat nice. two thanksgiving meals at least on the day because i'm married so you what? I, have to, I have to go to both you know i oh, can't man. just eat my family's turkey i gotta eat her family's turkey too so I, i'm turkeyed out man don't bring Sounds anything like sliced problem. around me <laughs> can't be doing it. i like i've had turkey a lot it's delicious i like mm-hmm. turkey a lot of people don't like turkey found that out i'm a fan of turkey mm-hmm. but a little dry mm-hmm. but oh, not well you know it's, you you know, it's it. not dry today's podcast topic. Oh, that's a good, that's good. That's because that's we are doing can christian questions can christians blank and really we we have a, a handful of that we'll talk about specifically three in general that kind of have some offshoot questions whatever and these are just ones that we've heard a lot ones that we've had people ask us ones that we've maybe you found out we found online and we just thought oh that's a good question to talk about but if you do have any besides this go ahead and write them down DM us, email us, and we'd love to just chat with you about them. Or we can, if we really like them, who knows? We maybe even do another podcast about it. So, yeah, 
The first one is, can Christians have tattoos? Yep, next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben, come on. All right, you know, so... Not, it's, not, it's not that simple. Uh, it should be that simple, but it's not. So the main reason... And, and these ones we're bringing up are conversations we've all had mm-hmm. with people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of yeah. questions in the church. Um, so... Got to go right to the reasoning that this would even be an issue. Uh, there's a passage of scripture in Leviticus 19. I'll start in verse 26 through 28. Uh, it says, Do not eat any meat with the blood still in it. Do not practice divination or seek omens. Do not cut the hair at the sides of your head or clip off the edges of your beard, which Brennan just did. <laughs> and then 28 says, Do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves. And then he says, I am the Lord. So the reason this question is asked, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible says what? No medium rare steaks. And no medium <laughs> rare steaks. So everyone who had yeah. steak mm-hmm. instead of turkey for Thanksgiving, repent mm-hmm. and be baptized. No, no, no. It says, don't Sorry. mark your bodies. It says, mm-hmm. do not mark your bodies for the dead or tattoo yourselves. Mm-hmm. And so they say that, said, do not tattoo yourselves is the right is what gets said mm-hmm. to us. Uh, and what we do with scripture, which is a healthy thing to do, is to look at the context of it. The idea here is not a bunch of rules in Leviticus written by the priest for people. Yeah. It says, like, what does it look like for us as Israelites, as followers of God, as ones who've been called out by God, are his people, mm-hmm. to live holy lives? And in this <clears throat> specific context, what's happening is it's actually really clear, and I don't know why it gets taken out of context so bad. It just gets talked about, don't mark your body or don't tattoo yourself. Mm-hmm. It's there in the verse. It says, don't do it for the dead. What would happen as the Israelites were seeing other pagan nations around them, as they were emerging in some aspects of it and going into getting ready to go into the Holy Land, they knew that an aspect of and a ritual that would happen pre-funerals when family members would die is they would mark their bodies to remember family members past or mm. dead, or they would tattoo themselves to idolize literally the family members who have passed to remember them and lift them up. It was an, it's actually a form of worship for some of these religions. And so they by tattooing and marking their body, they are worshiping someone other than the Father God. And everything in this in this scripture is, what does it look like to be fully devoted mm-hmm. and set apart for God? So it's saying, don't adopt these practices that are going to idolize or worship something other than myself. Mm-hmm. And so... Can, tat- can Christians get tattoos? Why do you want to get a tattoo? I don't know. I was growing up and I had this wiener dog. <laughs> and his name was Scrappy. And now I got a- him tattooed on the back of my calf because he passed away. And I want to remember him until I see him in heaven again one day. Can't Did do that. I, Should I, I get it removed? I feel like you're asking 14 different questions <laughs> by asking that. <laughs> no, the first question then to ask in the context of that is, is the point of this passage to forbid all people at all times from getting a tattoo? Yes or no? No. I, right. I would agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. So, And I don't have a calf tattoo of my wiener dog, wiener dog. that passed away. <laughs> I think you should. Um, I actually have a face tattoo of my wiener dog. <laughs> on your chest. <laughs> on my chest. It's huge. So it's I would awesome. ask that. So like if you have that, oh say God. that's a weird example that you actually want to use. I would yeah, say, yeah. Like, what is your motive behind wanting to get that tattoo? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, as followers of Jesus, we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if is me getting this face tattoo of my friend, Elvis my family Presley. member, or my idol and Elvis Presley <laughs> getting tattooed on my body? Is it because I have a devotion for this person more than Jesus? I think that's a good question to ask. Mm. I, I really do. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is motive, so that means a lot of it is personal conviction then as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just a real thing. I think something, too, um, for those of you who really love your parents, 
as the Bible says you should, <laughs> is what does it look like to balance this question in the context of like, how do you honor your father and mother who mm-hmm. really potentially some don't want you to get it, mm-hmm. even whether you're 18 or not? I think that's yeah. a healthy question to ask and figure out. So 24-year-old person has to get parental permission to get tattoo? Uh, how well do you want to honor your parents? And is it a big deal for them? Is it a deal breaker for them or not? Mm. I think, I think it again, mm. personal conviction, yeah. personal decision. Um, make your own decision, but be smart about it. Be prayerful about so, it. So yeah. you think we can go outside the tattoo realm of just Bible verses? I would argue that you can because I don't think it's that simple. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't personally. Yeah. That's my, so my conviction is mm-hmm. like everything that I put on my body or want to be on my body is going to focus and emphasize something about Jesus. But I don't think that's necessary for all people because different, I don't know people's motives, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a real thing. Yeah. No, I think that's good. But I think, yeah, I think the, the, the parent one is the toughest part about it. I think, I really yeah. think it is. Because mm-hmm. if you're, tw- if you are 24 and want to get a tattoo, but your mother's so vehemently against it, like, is this going to ruin your relationship? And are you willing to potentially ruin that relationship mm-hmm. so you could get a tattoo? Yeah. I think it's yeah. a good thing to wrestle with. Yeah. My mom, for sure. I, 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 just, I don't have any tattoos, so I'm not trying to be hypocritical, but I almost got a tattoo. And when I almost did, my mom told me, she said, if you wait a year, I'll pay for it. And I was like, all right, for sure, baller. And halfway through the year, I was like, no, I don't want that tattoo anymore. So then she was like, gotcha. Like, I didn't yeah, get it. Right. You know, that's a brilliant gotcha. move. Yeah. So something I'm 100% going to do with my kids. There you go. Yeah. But that's like my mom paid yeah. for my first tattoo. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had another question, but it was more along the lines of, so when a Christian gets a tattoo and it is like the Bible verse, do you think there's like rules or context or suggestions or advice you'd give to the people? Or is it just like, if it's in the Bible, good enough to put on your skin. I think know what the verse says, man. Like, yeah. like don't put Philippians four thirteen on your arm because it's going to help you win a football game. Mm. <laughs> or like, I love it where, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like you have no idea what the verse, the context of yeah. it. You just, mm-hmm. and then it's just like you put it on your bicep, and it's just like this flex. Just, yeah, you, it's like a. It's not even it has no meaning besides just. And I don't want to judge the people who have tattoos. So maybe it has how, meaning how to them. Two of the three people in this room have tattoos. <laughs> no, 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 I like tattoos. Yeah. I have contemplated getting them. Maybe one day. Let's I get feel one like, together. But I know. Neck. Personality, <laughs> I know. If I get one, I'm going in. I'm going to have to get a bunch. No, I, I don't. See, I have an addictive personality. 100% do. And I felt that. And I want to get 17 more. Mm-hmm. But other things have been prioritized. So I don't get those tattoos. Mm-hmm. I want to look like Justin Bieber with my shirt off. That's aggressive. Um, <laughs> That's a lot. Not that I've ever seen Justin with his shirt off. But. A statement that has never been said about me. I want to look like him with my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> or like the, the controversial, like, do you get the Christian or the, the Chinese symbols or, or oh, characters yeah. and actually don't know what they mean? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm for sure getting languages. something. When I get yeah. a tattoo, it'll be in Hebrew, <laughs> which I don't speak. But so, la- more la- last that. question. Last yeah. question. Jesus. Had a tattoo? So, listen, okay, we need, <laughs> I think it is not a wrong interpretation um, of scripture looking at, in Revelation, when Jesus comes back, right? He comes back, he's on a white horse, he's the defeater of the army, um, sorry, I'm just looking up the verse, <laughs> of, of Satan's army, right? And in Revelation, I, I want to say it's either nine, chapter 19 or chapter 17. I wish I could remember. Um, sorry, I'm just looking it up. That's why Google is amazing. Uh, where I think that Revelation 19, 16, you could interpret as Jesus having a tattoo. I think you can. Hmm. Here's what the scripture says, if I can find it real quick. Oh, no. Where's it at? Um, 
on his robe and not on his robe near the thigh part, on his robe and on his thigh, which to me is a piece of flesh. <laughs> he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Mm. I think Jesus had a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why his thigh was showing. Maybe yeah, we got to ask that. That's a second conversation. So next, <laughs> we've got two other ones, so we got to get moving. The next one is, can Christians do weed? Oh, why would you say it like that? Come on, come on. Can they Can they do the, the marijuana thing? I don't know. What does Paul say about being able to do anything? I can do all things, but not all things are beneficial. Interesting. So I don't know who wants to, to take this one and start it off, but uh, I'll start us and yeah. can jump in Perfect. if he has stuff to add. But obviously, we probably all know this isn't really talked about specifically in the Bible, um, and so they, that can make it hard sometimes when there's no clear um, address of it. Um, but the reason that we would maybe say no in a recreational um, setting. Um, just comes from First Peter five eight, where um, it says to be alert and of sober mind. For your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for something to devour. Um, and the reality is, when you're under the influence of marijuana or probably any drug, when you're high, like you've lost some of your sober mindedness, um, and you've just put yourself in a position for maybe Satan to have influence mm-hmm. in whatever way that may be. Mm-hmm. So you said. From a rec- recreational standpoint. Yeah. How would we address a conversation and have a conversation regarding recreational versus potential, like medical? Mm-hmm. And South Dakota yeah. being the first state ever to vote both in at the same bang, time bang. and legalize Let's both. Go. Medical <laughs> and recreational. <laughs> so you say for recreational purposes, it says, okay, yeah. scripture tells us mm-hmm. be, be sober minded. We know like marijuana does influence you being sober-minded or not, that's, mm-hmm. I think, been scientifically proven. And for some people, it's yeah. personally proven from experience. <laughs> what, what's the difference? Is there a difference? Should we make a distinction? Should we open up that conversation? Yeah, I, I, yeah. you definitely have to, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the one that I'll probably start with is just kind of this idea of, so we're already becoming not sober-minded in medical and medicine already. What? Mm-hmm. You know, when we're taking different painkillers or different... Uh, even some people can even go like as crazy as like normal painkillers. Like you shouldn't take those because they're altering your body in different ways. But yeah. like go beyond that. I mean, when you're taking any kind of drug from the hospital, anesthesia, any of those stuff, like where it's like you're already being influenced in some way yes. in the medicine community. So therefore, people will jump from that to an idea of well, marijuana is a natural way to go about some of the things we're already doing chemically, mm-hmm. which, again, you can have your own stance on that, mm-hmm. but that's probably your best justification for why medical marijuana is okay is because it's a, an alternative that some people would say is less addictive and less harmful than what we're already doing in medicine. Correct? Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Personally, yeah. I would I would agree with that, especially with studies that back up the reality where people who have been diagnosed with anxiety, who who cancer patients who are Mm -hmm. struggling, who are on their deathbed and even not on their deathbed, but are struggling with real pain from a disease that they have. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, we know there's narcotics that can help that, that do relieve pain. Um, and, and yet people who have been given marijuana, medical marijuana, it also has helped relieve anxiety. It has helped relieve pain. And so it's like, okay, you got two things that do that. 
Um, so the argument, yes, one natural, one not, one chemically made. Uh, when I worked at Teen Challenge, the biggest, not the biggest, one of the fastest growing addictions was prescription medication. Mm. And I think that's real. Like you, you can't get physically addicted to marijuana, but you can get other types of addictive, which we'll mm-hmm. go into next, which is why I think should be a part of the conversation mm-hmm. about can you smoke, can you do weed, as Brennan would say. <laughs> um, but I think there's a difference. And in all in all ways, and in this, it's okay. Is it necessary? Are there other avenues mm-hmm. when it comes to the medical side? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but let's not just throw it off the table because of the history of our country and how we've mm-hmm. used marijuana or certain narratives that have been said about it being a gateway drug, which I think all drugs are gateway drugs yeah. just to the next well, thing. Well, it's been disproved, but yeah, that's right. a different conversation. Right. Um, and so it's just, yeah, I think be smart about it. Um, be sober-minded in all things. Uh, but you can definitely, yeah, I don't know. I think you can make mm-hmm. a good argument for the difference between recreational and medical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing I think we need to talk about, just regardless of, of it being legal or not, if you're under 21, <laughs> when it gets legal in South Dakota, if it actually does get to that stage, mm-hmm. uh the law says if you're under 21, you can't do it. So Romans 13, one respect authority that's been given and, and law put in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the, the last thing it's just be aware that although not physically addictive pot can still be habit forming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think Jana, you said it well, when we had this conversation, just it's, it's a form of escapism if you want to yeah. kind of go into that. Yeah. Bit. And it's psychologically addicting. Yeah. Like I know far too many people, who needed to smoke every single day to get through whatever they were going through in life. And that could be people treat alcohol the same way. Treat drugs, Caffeine, like, you know, cigarettes. Yeah. So yeah, it, that's true of, that can be true of a lot of different things. But anything that you are using as a form of escapism from what you're dealing with in your life is not you acting in sober-mindedness. Um, and maybe even, maybe this is a stretch, maybe I shouldn't say it, but trusting in the Lord to fulfill whatever is going on in that situation. Mm. Um, you know, and so... That's maybe one of the reasons that I would say I hold the conviction that you shouldn't yep. um, engage in recreational marijuana use just because of that. And yeah, I lean that way. Brennan, mm-hmm. any arguments against us? <laughs> no, I think you guys are good. I think I think to sum up, it's pretty much can Christians smoke slash eat slash inject slash yeah. oil yeah, and snort <laughs> marijuana? That's aggressive. People I, snort marijuana. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there who are snorting it. But anyways, we'd say recreationally, probably not in the sense that all the reasons we just gave you of why we think it could be dangerous are harmful to you and your walk with Jesus. Mm. Medically, I think we'd kind of throw it in maybe, probably, just because of some of the other reasons we gave you. So good. Last one. I think it's fair. All right. Last one. We'll, We'll dive in. Can Christians... Wear leggings. Actually, before you go there, dang oh, it. And I just uh, said, it. I'm so sorry. You just got to it, too. I apologize. <laughs> and maybe this is for all of them, so I probably could have waited to the end. A lot of what we're doing here is, and, and we've done this with the drinking one, too, but we mm-hmm. want to open up conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. we want to try to give good biblical realities of, okay, here's how the Bible addresses this. But, like, have conversation about it. Don't make an opinion. Mm-hmm. So even on yeah. the medical marijuana side, like, me and my wife, who is in the medical field, had a great conversation about medical marijuana after the vote. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really good. And there are some, like, preconceived notions that I've had about it and things that I've read. And there are some things that she's thought about it that we just have only thought of it because of what's been told us or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. like, no, okay, let's open the conversation. Let's have a good conversation about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with each other. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, how does Bible address this? And what are mm-hmm. we doing in other ways? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So just in all these, like, we just want to open the conversation to see, like, how are you guys living your life? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Are you being purposeful and biblical in how you're going about following Jesus, as Brennan said? So can Christians wear leggings? <laughs> it's it's super abstract, it. but I have legit heard this conversation and like seen things mm-hmm. where people are pro it and against it. And yeah, I, I just wish you wouldn't wear leggings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can wear whatever I want. I have freedom in Christ. So I'm going to wear these Lululemons like they're part of my body. A Lululemon had a good sale this weekend on uh, Black Friday. Anyway, it's not important. <laughs> Okay, who wants to start? Realistically, we have to have a conversation because it's something you maybe haven't thought of, but other people are thinking of. Well, and the bigger conversation is is more just on attire in general. Mm -hmm. Like you you could fill, you could change it. Can Christian wear crop tops? Can Christian wear bikinis? X, Y, and Z. Can Christian men not not wear shirts at the (laughs) beach? Whatever. Just kidding. (laughs) So it's more just a conversation of of how you dress and how you present yourself. So Ben, swim shirts. Yeah or nay? I'm I'm just I'm just pro <laughs> swim shirt all the time. More so because I look like Patrick the Star anytime I go swimming. So I need to. I, I'm very pro swim shirt November, December, January before I've recovered from the holidays. Right? <laughs> Patrick whole, Star. Every oh every gosh. day of my life's a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> every day of my Amen. life. Amen. You got a lot of one liners today. I'm crushing Ooh. today. My head hurts. But realistically, <laughs> Jaina was actually on a roll Sorry. before I, oh, I took us somewhere. Just crushed it. So Jaina, oh, no. it's a conversation more about attire. Modesty and yeah. attire. So where do you want to steer us with that? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many directions to Being go. Being the only female voice. <laughs> I think working in youth ministry over the last six years, particularly in the camp setting, like you always had to talk about this. And I sat through way too many mm-hmm. purity talks, modesty talks, and uh, it's the cringiest thing. I hate talking about it. <sighs> but the reality is that the church for a long time has put a lot of restrictions on women and what they should wear. And not done a lot for men. And I think the conversation needs to go both ways. Um, so do you – I don't know which, which no, side I think we good. I think, I think with that, why? Why why did we yeah. go to the spectrum of like we need to continue to have these talks, purity, modesty, whatever it looks like, these camp talks. We need yeah. to separate the girls and the guys and we need to talk about no pornography with men and we need to talk about women dressing modestly. Yeah. And that's been the conversations. Yeah, why basically. did the church go that direction? Is it wrong? What was their motive do you think behind it? What were they trying to get across? And like, okay, how do we actually write the ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think originally the the intent and purpose was to communicate what holy, holy holiness, wow, holy living um, looks like um, and how to pursue it in these two particular avenues around lust and sexualization and whatnot. Um, and I think that part of it was addressing the sexualization of our world. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, think that's, that's really where it started. It. yeah. yeah. No, and I think it's just, Jaina asked this really good question when we were talking about it earlier, and it was just like, so much of it is intention-based, mm-hmm. where it's like, how do you check your intention when you put something on? Like, even when... Yeah. Guy or girl. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, for both. sure. I was just going to use an example. Both. So, like, when I go to the gym, like, do I pick a certain shirt or shorts because I think it makes me look better as I'm working out at the gym? Like... I think legit, like, is that a conversation? And why do you want to look Why good? do you want to look good? That's and all these... Good. And there's mm-hmm. just like, there's these back ended questions where it's like okay that shirt is probably not wrong you know i can wear that shirt but if i wear it with the wrong motives or if i Mm -hmm. do it for anything other than just wearing the t-shirt you know then it's where it comes back in and i think you can ask the same thing about leggings where it's like do you wear leggings because they're comfortable and stylish and you like them or do you wear them because you like people looking at you different or do you want people Mm -hmm. to um, or do you like the way it makes you feel or it gives you a self-confidence because of the way you think people are going to look at you? Mm. Whereas mm-hmm. all those, and now you're finding identity in yeah. a pair of pants you're putting on, you know? 
but gets really we nice. ask leggings because it's super popular. Yeah. You could say the same thing about skinny jeans. You could say the same thing about, yeah, crop tops, dudes' tank tops. So I got to stop wearing yeah. a Speedo at the beach? Please. <laughs> We've been meaning to bring that up. Okay. We've never actually been to the beach together. Noted. Mm-hmm. I haven't. No. Never been to the yes, ocean. I guess. You've never been to the ocean, no, in I have a oh. bunch of times. Anyway, side tangent. But... Yeah, and I think that the church has too often in the past just put restrictions on don't wear this, don't do that, instead mm-hmm. of getting at the heart motive and the intention behind it. And that's where we failed people, mm-hmm. I think, and miscommunicated, I think, even what yeah, and, this and, is and about. You, you can see, if you go back and see the lining of it, like the line of thought behind it, it's Romans 14, stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block mm-hmm. or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. And it's like, okay, you take that verse out of the context of what Paul is addressing with the Romans. And you say, okay, if you need to not help or not allow your brother or sister to stumble. And so what we've done is we've just solely put that on women. Yeah. Is that you're dressing like this. That's going to tempt your brother. So mm-hmm. stop dressing stop like this. Yeah. Where in reality, actually, what that verse is communicating and saying is it's not just like, don't dress like this. It's in that it's you're giving someone an invitation and an option to come and actually do something that is sinful. And so... What really should be talked about here is like, okay, brother or sister, in looking at this person, are you saying that they're giving you an open invitation to go and one, look at them lustfully, which we know Jesus addresses that in a certain mm-hmm. way. And so it's like, I don't know, we, we said two separate questions and we kind of separated the, even in our conversation of, okay, this is what we need to talk about for women. This we talk about what we need to talk about for men. But in reality, both of these questions need to be asked to both genders. Yeah, absolutely. It's to men and women, what are your motives behind it, which we talked about it. And mm-hmm. then to men and women, how do you continue to stop sexualizing for men, women, and for women, men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In whatever is wearing. Yeah, just people. It's mm-hmm. in Jan- How do you submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, knowing that the temptation will flee as you submit? And Galatians 5, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, which does get taken out of context, but the reality is like temptation uh, did come against Jesus, but he's faithful to give you a way to come out and, and combat that temptation, not by your own power, right, but by the power of the Spirit. And so temptation's real. Mm-hmm. We can resist evil. We can resist temptation by submitting to God. So how do we, and men, okay, instead of telling women, here, you need to stop dressing like this. Mm-hmm. It's each other. How do we be intentional with what we're wearing and doing in general and all things? Mm-hmm. But also, like, how do we encourage one another to actually stop sexualizing each other yeah. and treat each other like brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. Even though the temptation's there, it's like, no, I'm going to balance my eyes, not because it's like you wore this thing, but because, like, I don't want to give in to temptations. Like, no, I want to attach myself and be living be walking by the spirit so i don't gratify my flesh desire yeah take responsibility for yourself on both ends of it both Mm -hmm. ends Mm -hmm. and i think that's where christian community comes into it a huge yeah where i think that like with my female friends there have been times where i've so I've worn something and I know it's distracting other people. And so I go and I ask them, say, why are you wearing this? You know, this is what I'm seeing. And we've had really good conversation. But then, like, I've also had conversations with female friends, again, who were like, I went to the beach and this guy was not wearing a shirt and I couldn't stop thinking about him. So then we had a conversation about less. So it's yeah. like, you know, be in Christian yeah. community where mm-hmm. you have, you can talk through those things. So cover up everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's parka season. But no, like, here's an example. I had someone come up to me in my previous church. I was a worship pastor. And it was a gal who was married who said, um, my husband struggles with lust a ton. And this gal who's on the worship team keeps wearing leggings. It's literally a mm-hmm. legging conversation. Mm-hmm. It says like, and he cannot focus in worship in church because she wears leggings. Solely around, it's like, can you, can you go tell her to dress differently? It's like, no. Yeah. I literally had to have this conversation. I actually had to think about it. It's like, man, what, what is the real core issue here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so what we've done then, again, it's... we. 
<laughs> it's just it's a form of oppression. It's like girls have to like we only focus on one specific either gender or people group that have to act or do a certain thing versus no, like yeah. how do we address the whole thing? I don't know. It was really frustrating. It's like so instead, like how do we help this guy actually overcome yeah. the temptation here? Like mm-hmm. how do we help him focus on Jesus regardless of what's happening everywhere mm-hmm. else? Because mm-hmm. the motive behind the person on the worship team was not to get like get attention. Yeah. It just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the reality is, if that one girl changed her outfit, that's not going to change that's this man's good. heart and his yes. desire or his lustfulness yeah. or temptation. Mm-hmm. In that you got to remove the temptation. You, yeah. Yep. So we did three three different questions. Yeah. We got modesty. We got drugs. <laughs> And we got tattoos. And in all of these, our, our goal, again, was to open up conversation, to give you some viewpoints, some biblical scripture, some ideas of what different people in the past or different Christians today believe on these things. But really, if you don't necessarily agree, have a conversation with yeah. us. Have a conversation with mm-hmm. someone else who loves Jesus and figure it out even more for yourself. Because we're not saying this is exactly black and white what you need yeah, to do. super good. But rather, we just want to guide you and give you some some talking points at least or some ideas to think about when it comes to each of these three. And again, there's a thousand more. Mm -hmm. So if you have something, if you want to talk about something, hit us up. You can get us on Instagram, Facebook. You can find all of our emails on the church website, whatever. We'd love to talk. This is what we do as pastors. We want to shepherd our people and teach them and walk with them. So you're those people. No, so good. And in that, in these conversations, don't just talk with people you know you agree with. One of the things we've done terribly in the church is not learned how to have community with one another when we disagree. Mm -hmm. And so get other voices and then just check those voices. Check every voice that's speaking into you biblically. But just like, I think, learn how to have good conversations with people you disagree with. That's okay. Yeah. Even if it's uncomfortable. That's good. Anything else? Are we good yeah. to good to wrap up on episode 12,000 in our seventh <laughs> month to our one million subscribers? Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. We will see you next week. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.